0: I
1: This is a life our kid, innit? Oh, it's lovely. That sun. That oh. sun. There's nothing quite like cracking cold peaches, though, is there? They're in the oh. gulls, those lapping waves. Oh, it's smashing. Do you, want another, uh, do you want another pickle? Oh, please, mate. Pop us a pickled egg all over Oh, great. Oh, I'm having God.
2: a gherkin uh, and an onion, and then I'm going to have an egg. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing quite like beach pickles, no, is
1: The pickles on the beach are the best. Oh, but the good thing is we have to be outside because of the farts are absolutely appalling, aren't, <laughs> aren't we? because <laughs> yeah, uh, last year, money I had to drag you outside, <laughs> <laughs> resuscitate <laughs> you old cliff edge
2: oh, but the good thing is here as well is nothing to sort of like hinder the fart flow either with these little speedos we're wearing yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly it's straight out in yeah. it ooh ooh mm-hmm. ooh Hot Tommy
0: squeaker.
1: <laughs> 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 Better out. How's oh. Oh, How just come gone. you're so brown and I'm so red though?
2: Oh, it's because I get a spray tan now.
1: Alright. Right. <laughs> right? I want to look good Play. on the beach. I want to look good You know what I mean, but. don't look good at all. I look at that size of Bright red belly. Look <laughs> at <can> space hopper. <laughs> Old people. It's <laughs> not that, that nice. Oh, yeah. There's another pier, or they're trying to put another pier in. Oh no, <laughs> I mean,
2: I often wonder what the thought of all that is, but why people do it, uh, and I think it's because they're greedy and they're
1: capitalists. Yeah, I've seen the <laughs> wankers, <laughs> set of <up> wankers, <laughs> <laughs> they won't last long. 20 times, they've tried to put up another pier. Yeah. Dolphins they shit out oh, of I'll oh, get a right twine off at dolphins. Oh, i to say, anyway. they haven't even started yet. I've seen them massing out there, they don't even know <laughs> construction <laughs> workers yet. Might have to sit around and enjoy it. I'm I'm I'll yeah, yeah, we'll
2: get binoculars on it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, we might have a bit of noise on this show today, guys, because there's a bit of construction going on at Kraken Cove. Yeah. But he's it, still Kraken Cove, the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. It totally is. <laughs> and I'm Matt. And I'm Benny. And we're here to shine some lights on stories the weird and the wonderful, the strange and the unusual. So, we're going to sit back on <laughs> the beach, having lots of fun and pickles and farts, and <laughs> we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> Let's get rolling. So there we are, we started up on it. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. You can't have a peaceful <laughs> five minutes round here, can you? Oh, Jesus those, those dolphins give me a right knacking say, uh, Revenge is gonna be on us when we're watching it all. Oh yeah. Jesus, apocalypto. Yeah. You wait, bastards. <laughs> ah, fuck them anyway. Crack on Arky, give us some tail. So, all right,
2: so first boat out at arbour today, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> this, one. Is, this is a little cracker is this one. It's French. Oh, he's gone quiet. <laughs> French Drugs Hall was Strawberry Haribo. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a story from the BBC. And it says, uh, This week, police in Paris announced a fruitful investigation and a raid netting MDMA and ecstasy with a street value of over 1 million euros. Wowzers. But it turned out to be fruitful in a very different way. (laughs) Sources close to the investigation now say the Pink Powder was in fact... Ground-up sweets, (laughs) (laughs) or more specifically, crushed Tagada strawberry, made by Haribo, AFP reports one of the most popular brands of sweets in France. But a suspect faces prosecutions. Police also found stolen mobile phones as well as a machine used to manufacture ecstasy tablets. Uh, But it's not clear why the original haul was reported to be illegal drugs, nor why seemingly large amounts of innocuous sweet had been ground into powder.
1: I think we know what's happened here really, don't we? Have they been mixing the pie or something? No, uh, I oh. think they're fucked
2: up. I think they've bought a haul ah. of raw material of these drug yeah. dealers and stuff like that. I thought, yeah, here we go, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And it's just been fucking sweets, oh, hasn't it?
0: Oh, <laughs> the old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. Rolling
1: Roo. a spliff with a tea bag. What's
0: <laughs> this? <laughs> <laughs> with a tea bag. <laughs>
1: Oh bless
2: him. <laughs> so fucked. I mean, I think, I think. To be honest, though, I mean, if somebody, what's weird is they have ground it up,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And then
2: they're gonna make a make like a big deal, of pressing it into like another pill, isn't it? Yeah. they are just making sweets like,
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they turn tail because you're, you're not gonna get much business with ecstasy now. There's no raves are out, MDMA is it? MDMA, same, is it? So yeah. you know everybody must be taking somewhere else. But that's it. They're just hanging <laughs> high on sweets. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I'll give some sweets instead. <laughs> What's in (laughs) trade? Off the knack on Tang Fasting. (laughs)
2: But yeah, I suppose that's it, people aren't going out and back. There is some raves going on though, isn't there? Is there? Yeah, or the the illegal,
1: illegal. Yeah, illegal raves yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. some hefty fines, aren't they, if they get caught yeah. or get fucked up. I'm talking yeah. to some of the lads on pay and just, they, they don't do it, they just stop going, you know what I mean? So so just, they are actually fearful of fines, you know what I mean, which it is like a five grand fine or something. Yeah, five or ten grand, mm. some sort of them have be being hit by ten grand, some of them have a house back. it's a loan.
2: Yeah, that's an even, <laughs> even bigger and cruel sting. <laughs> Going it, someone had a house party. Oh no, somebody had a house party. Yeah, and just everyone rocked up and got fucked up on it. You know, I mean? nah. Ros has turned up, and there's a scuffle on the streets, and everyone oh, they, they, yeah. they get they're getting fine ten grand. Yeah, good, good for yeah, you, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to get screwed for being so stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why can't they do it at the lockdown protest and that little? And they need a haul I mean, man, they need to, in, they need uh, to no. get a big trolley net and just get <laughs> that would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Just> clear <laughs> the streets. I
2: think it's as well, put them all in one room like that and say, then just chuck somebody with COVID in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they just actually
1: happen yeah. wouldn't it, you yeah, know I mean, I right. right. you got to stay in the sports hall now you guys protesting there yeah well, you can knock on
2: door and say sorry when you when you need to be on a ventilator <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but yeah anyway people like that you know the sort of um, the thing there's no there's no sort of I don't know no virus and we shouldn't be locked down and stuff they're mm. actually the right people are buying a uh, Haribo isn't it? Ten, yeah exactly £10 a pot. Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> your
1: vaccination <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This <laughs> bit, bit rotten is this I think this is from South Africa right and this is a Sky News story and it's head teacher charged with child abuse after dangling boy into a pit toilet to find his phone <laughs> <laughs> wow that's some good imagery yeah <laughs> So a head teacher in South Africa has been charged with child abuse after lowering an 11-year-old boy into a pit to search for his mobile phone. Whose right. phone were it? The
1: teachers or the boys? Oh, the teachers. Oh, is <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, I've dropped my phone in the shitter. Got any volunteers? No, right, uh, you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Little Billy. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's it. He's uh, called Lubeco Magandela, right? A head of uh, Luthufu Junior secondary school in Eastern Cape Province. I thought it was like (laughs) Kulu. Secondary school in Eastern Cape Province has also been suspended whilst officials investigate the incident. So uh, there's calls for these educators' license to be withdrawn. Now I thought you just if somebody dangled a kid in the shitter. Yeah. I thought that's
1: just gone is that right? (laughs) Not much of an investigation there is it? So what he's done is he's dropped his phone in the loo, right?
2: And he's alleged that he then used a thick rope to secure the boy. Oh, God, how far down is (laughs) it? And lowered him into the pit to search for the phone with his hands. Oh. And the boy was unable to find the phone. And when he was pulled back up, he was covered in feces. Oh, (laughs) no. In a hot country too. (laughs) Oh, God. So fellow pupils made so much fun of him that he's not returned to school. Oh, that is heartbreaking.
1: (laughs) What's he doing that to that kid for? Poor
2: little kid. Kid, well, oh. your kid, he's, he's damaged for life now for that oh, isn't you know he massively
1: I especially mean? getting bullied from it that's well right I mean these pit toilets are well, I haven't got a picture of them but they're absolutely bleak Oh, well, are
2: they are like big oh yeah there's still, still, still thousands of um, or oh, hundreds of schools in sort of, South Africa and across Africa are still using these pit toilets which oh. is basically it's like you dig a pit but then I think you build like a like a mound around it so the pit's really quite far down. Uh, you know to be yeah. as far away from the shit as possible. Yeah, yeah. And when it gets full, you just what they do is they just bulldoze it over again or fill wow. it in and dig another pit somewhere else. That's oh that's the kind of the way God. they're doing it, you know what I mean?
1: The stench must be so bad but going close and then into it. Into the shit. And you're screwing. Oh, oh I'm glad oh. he didn't find Ford. Well this guy's all tyres So oh,
2: if if my phone had gone in there
1: with we're thinking that's gone. Yeah he's in it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, new bro. contract, yeah. 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 Oh, and it would be a shitty Nokia as well this guy. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, like, when he you know, get out it's covered in shit, you know yeah, like yeah. you put it right next to your mouth. He's never going to lose that smell is it, oh, well he will nasty. lose the Nokia, those old Nokia. Yeah <laughs> it's true they are, <laughs> truly undestructible You yeah. can
2: probably find one you yeah, draw now turn it on it'll power straight up. Well got three bars.
1: Charged in ten years. I don't know why
2: I won one. I actually won one again. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I remember I was having a row one time proper threw it against the wall and just put it back together. Yeah. Did it again about 10 <laughs> minutes later and still working for years.
2: You were having a row
1: that ended in you chucking your own phone against yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah, really hard as well. Absolutely, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't believe that nothing broke on it. I don't you mean did, did pro- it. Again. Yeah, about 10 <laughs> minutes later. He rang again, though. You fucking, oh, just fucking exploded my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, bizarre What? Well, I was giving you
0: my phone. No, let's not. Let's not go there. Yeah. I
2: hope this TJ. I hope he gets proper knacking he needs him. throwing it pit that's he what he need, that's what he needs throwing it pit get him he in the pit sticks
1: and he's trying to scream and get back in the uh, shit pit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're down there you can hear him going oh this is awful, oh, this is awful. hello <laughs> yeah. uh, Uber oh. turns up <laughs> oh, what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you going to eat down there <laughs> <laughs> oh not Uber Eats I don't even know I'm an Uber <laughs> Eats <laughs> chuck his burger down come on get down there you dick yeah. <laughs>
2: Egypt, I it's it's so I think while we're on the uh, on the subject of stupid people, you know what I mean? I think <laughs> we should uh, keep on a roll. Oh, you know, we got another! Yeah, we got another one. Which country one. this time? Um, this is um this is America, baby. America, <laughs> mainly, right? So this one is TikTokers are trying to prove that snow. Is a government
1: conspiracy? Oh wow! <laughs> is the burning odd. it or something? I've heard <laughs> something. This. No, I've, a long time ago, I saw someone trying to burn snow. Some bullshit.
2: Well, this is a uh, Sean Cook for um, for Mike. Ma- well, I think it's called Mike dot right? Yeah. And um, this is from February this year, so it's you know, yeah. it only a few weeks ago. That's so it's, it's, it's still fairly new. But I don't know if you remember. There's some really really bad storms in yeah, yeah. So it says here. It says. As Texas continues to thaw out and recover from its horrifying winter storm and utilities crisis, conspiracy theorists are spreading word about what they believe is a deep state plot to produce a massive snowstorm. Their apparent evidence, the snow itself. Or, more specifically, the fact that if you pick up a big chunk of snow and take a lighter to it, the glob won't melt right away. Instead, you might see black charring on the side. Which the conspiracy theorists say is clear evidence of a metallic snow substitute dropped on Texas to convince people climate change is real.
1: Oh my god. This the is the fucking thing. fucking infuriating, isn't that. it?
2: it is so, they are so annoying.
1: So, as with anything
2: on TikTok, you have to lend a charitable reading to shake of some of these people being knowingly ironic, right? So, you yeah. wouldn't or not you know. It. But after watching enough of these, uh, the evidence tends to pile up that some people really believe the snowstorm is a psychological operation engineered by some combinations of Bill Gates, the shadowy deep state and Joe Biden to make doofs like Ted Cruz look bad for vacationing in Cancun and, t- and relying on Texas's deregulated energy grid. So I don't, I don't know what's going on about the deregulated energy. It must be a bit or?
1: like a greener option but they're all taking piss like, oh look at you, do yeah, your, you don't sure need so to, it. it's yeah. all fake. <laughs>
2: yeah, so, there's, so the, the, there's, there's a woman here, what she did was, uh, she picked up a snowball, holds a candle flame to it and drops a big gotcha when the snow doesn't melt away and it just leaves a black mark and then, then she tries it with a hairdryer, right, so the, it's basically what they're doing is, somebody's say, <laughs> saying another video features a woman insistent that the snow is fake because it doesn't melt over a lighter in her kitchen, instead she says Gates and the government have simply tried to convince the masses the snow in Texas is real.
0: Thank you, Bill Gates, for trying to fucking trick us that this
2: is real snow. <laughs> <laughs> Wish come to the conclusion it's fucking Bill Gates? Bill Gates is the busiest bastard going, know, isn't
1: he? I you know, I mean, he interested just in his lair thinking all this bullshit up. He's, uh, well, he's, he's
2: he's done coronavirus, hasn't he? Yeah, Bill yeah. Gates. he's, so he's
1: done chips in his neck.
2: Yeah, weather. that's it. So anyone gets uh, gets inoculated getting a Bill Gates chip, right? Oh. Um, so then while well,
1: he's just as a sideliner, so he's making metal metallic snow to cover <laughs> Texas. How do you fucking know? No. You need just If you get like a candle or a lighter and kind of, you know, there's that much black shit is it carbon or something <laughs> comes off yeah. it you know, like if you hold it on something it's just black and it ain't going to melt a snowball the power of a small candle and a fucking lighter Well,
2: what's actually happening is this, uh, the, the
1: charring is due to sublimation or the
2: process of solid, solids transferring directly to a gas rather than melting into a liquid mm. as it might when snow gradually erodes as the weather gets warmer those black spots are soot which forms because the snow only allows you for com- incomplete combustion so it's actually what's doing is, it's turning into sort of like you know, it's, it's a, like a chemical reaction, chemical really? reaction that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is, you know what I mean yeah. so, it's
1: like, so that's, that's all that's happening yeah.
2: yet these people with a tiny bit of information, as usual go off on one because they're just you know, fucking idiots and they believe they made a YouTube video because they've seen a YouTube video exactly. that's stupid. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think it does start with irony at beginning with it. That's What's so, so dangerous about that platform? Some people are taking piss, but other people just don't know it's a joke. And they no. just start rolling with it. And yeah. then, just, then they're coming up with these comments. Next time, they'll be in a mall shooting it up. Won't yeah. That Karen will be out there, fucking <laughs> loosed in the streets. It just, it just does amaze me. It amazes me that people can see... They don't want to believe
2: that the reality is... Reality, yeah, and they're always looking for an
1: alternative uh, alternative to that reality. I think yeah. that's part of the issue. The thing is that the, what Bill Gates, is he, what does he do? Is he, Microsoft, Microsoft, they, they were like slagging him off. they think, right, I'm gonna go on TikTok, I'll go on my laptop, my fucking Microsoft laptop, <laughs> and I'm just go start slagging Bill Gates. I'm just yeah. like, it's in your front room, the microchip, <laughs> you fucking pudding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing?
0: <laughs> it's it's, fucking, it it's you.
1: weird, innit? I don't get the logic of it
2: no I don't. no I don't I, it's, again it is just people sort of like not wanting to believe I think as well when they
1: when their lives play a bit shit yeah. they want to believe there's something to blame yeah, I think that's yeah, what yeah. it is as well you know, the, the I love a conspiracy I love them you yeah. know what I mean but I remember with Moon I went deep dive with Moon thinking they didn't fucking go at Moon and I've realised over the years that they went to Moon and that was a fascinating journey for yeah. me That just thinking it was conspiracy then thinking Oh my God, they did it. They yeah. proper did it. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like one of the most amazing things that happened to me, the realisation that they actually did yeah. that fantastic fucking feat. And you think you don't need the... You know, it's great to deep dive. You yeah. don't just get obsessed with it like that. No, I don't i love to give him a big snow wash. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> see if it's real now. Yeah. Give him a good old grind. Oh, Then get napalm on it as well burn <laughs> him up. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him melt now. <laughs> your face now <laughs> sorry it's <laughs> a so pickles it to me Ooh, no more gherkins no more gherkins
0: when <laughs> really we for the springtime when we tack the road once now for the planting and the pearling and the berry fields of blare we'll meet up with our king folk from all the world around when the gang of earth folk tack the road and yellows on the broom
1: when yellows on the bruise, when yellows on the brood, and I'll
2: get you on the bruise again. When yellows on the bruise. Let's 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 move away from the stupid. Here, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, three, three
0: in, in a row. row. Wow. Wow. Sick <laughs> of <the> idiots.
2: Was that even carrying uh, on? So, what about something that's a bit more sort of? Well, this this blew me away. Did this one a little bit, right? Mm. And it's this by uh, James Gallagher for the BBC Health and Science Correspondent. Like so that's what he's doing, yeah. You know. And one thing is, right, do you know, like, so far, though, with, uh, with the coronavirus, it's all been a bit bad, you know, we obviously mm-hmm. get a few sort of, like, uh, inoculations you can get now, and like Robo Peaks had his jabs on yeah, it, you know what I mean? up on, on it, yeah. Oh, not us, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> <I think laughs> I've forgotten about us, to be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> Let's face it, we're, we're pretty safe over it. Yeah, though, yeah I, I think, think so, I mean. so, yeah. But they've discovered something that can beat the... Coronavirus, right? Wow! Now this is a bit War of the Worlds for me, is this? Because it's the common cold. Oh, give up! Hey. Yeah? Wow! So what they found is that the virus that causes the common cold can effectively boot the COVID virus out of the body's cells. Wow! Right? Some viruses are known to compete in order to be the one that causes an infection. And University of Glasgow Boffins say it appears cold causing rhinovirus trumped coronavirus.
1: Wow, so it's, it's a new one new kid on the block in it, Corona there's it's old school lifer. Yeah comes that's out it. common cold. Like, hey up Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking a fag. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what
2: fucking hell do you think you're doing yeah. in it? Get out <laughs> <laughs>
1: I it. take the top bunk.
2: But <laughs> the thing is the benefits might be short lived, but rhinovirus is so widespread they add. It could still help suppress COVID. So think of the cells in your nose, throat, and lungs as being like a row of houses. Yeah. Once a virus gets inside, it can either hold the door open to let in other viruses, or it can nail the door shut and keep its new home to itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So, influenza is one of the most selfish viruses around. And nearly always infects alone. So, yeah, yeah. what you're finding is it's like, you know, people said before, is he is it, is it, able to catch a cold or a uh, or flu? And, you know, can you get two flus? It's like the answer yeah. is no, because uh, once vi- one virus is in, that's sure. It. Yeah. But there's another virus called adenovirus, or adenoviruses, right? They seem to be up for a house yet, so they hold the door up and let other things in. Yeah, that's yeah. when it can you can get really fucked up, because there's other things could come in. You can have multiple illnesses all at once, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it makes you more sort of uh, uh, um, prone to catching illnesses. Yeah, yeah. You know? So there's been much speculation about how the virus that causes COVID, known as SARS-CoV-2, would fit into the mysterious world of virus-virus interactions. And the challenge for scientists is, is that a year of social distancing has slowed the spread of all viruses. Oh, so it's been like there's been almost no cases of actual flu this year, you know, yeah. uh, and that's worldwide. Yeah, it's been super, yeah. super down. You know what I mean? But yeah so these the scientists have sort of like they've, they've looked into it. They've realised that the COVID, as it's what it isn't tough enough. It hasn't got
1: the it hasn't grow up, got got the strength. It's got
2: legs. and got legs yet to give anything <sighs> a nacking You know, the yeah. only thing that's
1: good at knocking is us. Oh, that's cool. So the common cold could just come straight through. How do you get common cold? though? well, that's. I think it's because it's got a limited lifespan as the cold itself.
2: So it's not yeah. like you can you, you can actually just well you catch a cold in the same way as you catch anything well, else. You what
1: know. What about getting some good old drafts in house? <laughs> can, <laughs> yeah. can we all leave a window open? Well, something? it is viral, isn't it? you yeah. See, yeah. Don't mind oh You can't. Yeah. Right. So it's,
2: it's viral. It's, you catch it from other, other people, oh or you right, catch so it on surfaces being sneezed on and things yeah, like yeah. that, so You know what I mean? Which is which is the reason actually one of the reasons you know like um a lot of old door handles were made of brass.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's antiseptic wow
2: so the reason they made them out of that was you can't contract illnesses off a brass doorknob
1: if something about the brass
0: kills those fantastic yeah
1: something to do with cold as well isn't it brass or something it's good for you know they've had it for another reason about the cold right is it? you don't take the cold as much as steel or something, you don't right. it's less cold or something, right. you don't makes have sense that to that. handle yeah. it, your hand doesn't stick to it or something I'll yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, that's a great story from Lemsip, innit, that one that you just <laughs> 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 Oh fuck, you know, fucking hell, we're skin, let's get colds back. I know, <laughs> let's, get, let's get colds back in into <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: Another weird thing about catching a cold is, what cold makes you do, you know what, before you get properly ill
1: with a cold, yeah,
2: you get like, um. You get like a real cosy kind of feeling.
1: I've always said it, it's like a freestone. stone. Like, yeah, yeah, you do, you can, like... Well, do you know why he does
2: that? Why? Because it makes you really cosy and you want to kind of have a hug and things like this. And you yeah. want to pass the virus on. That's yeah. how it gets, because you suddenly getting. get... There's a lot of illnesses do that in us. They'll sort of, sort of they'll change a person's behaviour to make them Jesus. do things to interact with other people more. They might sort of feel a bit low, so they we'll sort of say, oh, well, I need a bit of
1: company. I don't understand how something that small can have the weight change changes. Like, yeah. frightens me. just stuff like that. I just don't get how it affects us well, like that. Well, we like to say, a pretty complex organism,
2: anyway, aren't we?" Yeah, that's yeah. that's the issue. Is there's lots of weight. I mean, if you. you talk about you being just you Yeah. but you break down the amount of things that constitute you which is individual separate life forms oh, I've heard
1: that isn't it is it like you'll take a quarter out of you yeah, All like the bacteria yeah. you know? all the bollocks out of you like, and well, you just
2: die you just well, die straight well, away you know what you I mean need you, like, you need all the mites and parasites and things on your body sort of eating all the bits of dead skin and stuff like yeah, that yeah. you need uh, gut flora they call it
1: which is all this sort um, of stuff that's living in your gut hair even your it. eyelashes there's all of stuff in your eyelashes it's yeah. like a bloody uh, avatar in there
0: it's like a
2: But that's it. It's just weird. But I mean, it's like for example, if your gut flora completely fucks up, it just goes right, and there's nothing there. You can die of that, really, easy just because your gut isn't working right. Oh,
1: swell up like some balloon. Yeah, that's it. But
2: the way they actually fix it, do you know how they fix it? Now they put a shit pellet up your ass from
1: somebody else. Uh, Oh! (laughs) I hope you can choose who. (laughs) I want a picture of him. Life is shit and everything. Uh. Now have you got a university degree? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking anybody's shit. I don't want to do this cheap shit. I want some really good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trammed out road. Pick a lump out of his back <laughs> of his cats and shove it yeah. up. Thumbing it up. I found it out the back of a wheelie, bin. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do, yeah. That's a dog's. <laughs> dog egg. Shove a dog egg up your own house.
2: No, that's it, and it's because then all the gut floor density really kick-starts the sort wow. of it's, it's like. I don't know how they get it, i just like the procedure <laughs> where they
1: get it from as well. The scat man. <laughs> <laughs> he has to we did so, um, a <laughs> 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 and The scats man, that's his job. Singing, whistling into the hospital. <laughs> Whistling exhaust <laughs> like my Oh, there it is again. How's it going? Yeah, yeah, I'm just I've just got my quick deposit. i newspaper on his eye. Straight up on your end in the jar. <laughs> cheek to cheek <laughs> delivery. <laughs> cheek to cheek delivery. Get off me. Get off you're doing jar. <laughs> just parking on your ass. <laughs> oh, it's in Oh, so no, I don't know how to do it. I've no yeah. idea how to do it. Let's doing, not find out either. Okay. Let's look after. Let's look
2: after go, come back to it. Exactly. Here. You yeah. know what we need to sort that out. Yeah. Pickled egg. Nope. Whoa. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do know.
1: Bob. I don't know. I don't know.
2: dolphins are going to kick off, we know oh they're going to kick off us so <laughs> <you know. laughs> the grouping mate, the grouping <laughs> yeah I think he's going to kick off I, I, as it should as well but you know this is what what, you, what happens when you, so you go up against the dolphins yeah. or sea creatures and things like this, yeah. you're going to get a knack in and one thing that's interesting is uh, that often wondered back in the day was whales wondered about whales right yeah. and like you know when they were being hunted and stuff and it's like a big question, a big wonder that people have had about whales because they're even more nails than the dolphins, yeah, you know what i mean? Yeah. So it, <coughs> Humpback's a bad boy, isn't it? Humpback whale. Well, actually, it's not the humpback's as bad as the... Uh, the this is the worst one. This is the one we're going to talk about now. Oh. The, real, the real terror, right? Which was a sperm whale's in, 19th century, in the 19th century shed ship attack information. <gasps> wow. Right? And this is from Philip Hawth, The Guardian, and it says, Hoff, Guardian, right? and it says a, a remarkable new study on how whales behaved when attacked by humans in the 19th century has implications for the way they react to changes wreaked by humans in the 21st century. So obviously, like, what we're saying now is, like, back then it was absolute catastrophe. there's another potential catastrophe now, you know what I mean, with shipping and things like this, you know. So the paper, published by the Royal Society on Wednesday, is authored by Hal Whitehead and Luke Rendell, preeminent scientists working with cetaceans, and Tim D. Smith, a data scientist, and their research addresses an age-old question. If whales are so smart, why did they hang around to be killed?
1: Hmm, yeah. So, yeah, why didn't you just do some big manoeuvres to get Mm. away from the hunting ships and stuff? Well, the answer is that they didn't hang around.
2: So, uh, using newly digitised logbooks detailing the hunting of sperm whales in the North Pacific, the authors discovered that within just a few years, the strike rate of the whalers' harpoons fell by 58%. Right? And the simple fact leads to an astonishing conclusion that information about what was happening to them was being collectively shared among the whales who made vital changes to their behavior as their culture made fatal first contact with ours they learned quickly from their mistakes so sperm whales had a traditional way of reacting to attacks from orca which is their only their yeah. only sort of threat that they have from right uh, notes how whitehead who spoke to the guardian from his house overlooking the ocean in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Oh, I'd love to go there! <laughs> where he teaches at, at Dalhousie University. So before humans, orcas were their own predators, against whom sperm whales form a defensive circle. Right? Yeah. And their uh, powerful tails held outwards to keep the assailants at bay. So wow, just sort of like beating them, the yeah. water
1: with massive, muscly tails. That's it, that's it.
2: <laughs> So but such techniques just made it easier for the whalers to slaughter them because weren 't oh, going there they are just a big circle of whales oh, okay. and so they just swim across and just multiple boats out and just just kill them one at a time. Jeez. you know It was a frighteningly rapid killing and it accompanied other threats to the ironically named Pacific you know, because it 's not passive passive at all it 's really yeah. right? <laughs> but um so from whaling and sealing stations to missionary bases, Western culture was imported to an ocean that had remained largely untouched as. Herman Melville, himself a whaler in the Pacific in 1841, would write in Moby Dick in 1851, The moot point is, whether leviathan can long endure so wide a chase, and so remorseless a havoc. Sperm whales are highly socialised animals, able to communicate over great distances, they associate in clans defined by the dialect pattern of their sonar clicks. The culture is matrilinear and information about the new dangers may have been passed on in the same way that whale matriarchs share knowledge about feeding grounds. And sperm whales also possess the largest brain on the planet, and it's not hard to imagine that they understood what was happening to them. So that's the, the basically what I'm saying there is they've got language, they communicate yeah. vocally with each other, and they've got the biggest brains on the planet. And so it, it do not make sense that they're not talking to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you know the sperm whale... Kill you with a single click if you're in the water.
1: <gasps> wow, just just 'cause of like the vibration. Yeah, and the, the power, power. It's like a sonic
2: weapon. It can oh. stun you. Uh, it can and potentially kill you just with wow. a single click. You know. So th- these are toughest fucker th- are these. Yeah, And yeah. They're, they're toothed whale as well. So they've got a big mouthful of teeth. <laughs> so the you know they're pretty dangerous. And yeah. they reckon it was a sperm whale, which is the uh, whale what we talk about, like Jonah and the whale. Yeah. 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 And of course, Moby Dick was, yeah. a, was a sperm whale as well.
1: The white whale. Arr. <laughs> Arr.
2: So the hunters themselves realised the whales' efforts to escape. They saw that the animals appeared to communicate the threat within the attacked groups. Abandoning their usual defensive formations, the whales swam upwind. Ah, so
1: sort they of figured that
0: out?
2: Yes, because they'd worked out that the ships, hunter ships were wind powered. Oh, so wow. just sort of like, so right, which way's the best way? Well, you won't be able to chase us upwind, and yeah. that's the, way, that's the
0: way, yeah, way.
1: Billy said if you go upwind, you can't do it. You know like, oh God, that's amazing. Yeah.
2: So, uh, and in turn, it evokes another irony. Now, just as whales are beginning to recover from the industrial destruction of the 20th century whaling fleets, whose steamships and grenade harpoons no whale could evade, they face new threats created by our technology. They're having to learn not to get hit by ships, cope with depredations of long-line fishing as a changing source of their food due to climate change as well yeah. but the greatest perils noise pollution and again they oh. can't they can't evade it because the they submarines go. and stuff or like just all boats you saw there <coughs> well there's all sorts of stuff going on in the in the sea that's just these loads of uh, like military there's military sort of like um, uh, research vessels and stuff like yeah. this it's not just sonar, although sonar is used but, I mean all I mean I was reading recently in a, in a book about sort of World War II and it was like, Vinci said, oh no, some, some, bit, uh, some, uh, uh, some ships have got sonar now and things like yeah. this, and, but now even the tiny little fishing vessels got sonar.
0: Yeah, so everything's going bloody. ping,
2: ping, 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 ping and the oh, grinder no. grinding massive motors and engines and things like that to making oh. a ton of churning noises and say, you know, it's really bad. So Whitehead and Randall have written persuasively of whale culture, expressed in localised feeding techniques as whales adapt to shifting resources, or in subtle changes to come back songs. So sort they're of saying that they're actually they, they don't know what's going on. Yeah, but they, they they know there is differences, there yeah. is changes and it's happening not on a uh, uh, not on a like a genetic um, evolutionary way. Yeah. It's not like it's three, or four generations of changes become bigger or smaller and yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's in the
1: lifespan of single whales, it's they're altering behaviour. And the talking and the, the yep. planning and the learning and wow, it's incredible. I know isn't it? that's it. I think it is, it's absolutely amazing. But
2: you know, you, you think to yourself, well, these bright animals. We don't know what they are, mm. how they're working and stuff. And,
1: and, and we, we, you know, we're already getting to a point where could be wiped out oh do it just depresses me stuff like that yeah. especially the Japanese are still like trying to hunt them just to like eat them and get stuff off of them.
2: Oh, that, I, I mean I think that even like, I think some of the uh, East, not Eastern European but Northern European countries is it Finland and places like this I think do some they there's, do there's, some, some still do do whaling yeah oh, I think God. Iceland as well oh. I think there's still some that have like a quota of whale you know it's one of these great secrets oh. isn't it that people you know these certain cult- cultures are still sort of clinging to killing sort of whales and say oh it's part of our culture oh, oh fuck off who cares if it's part of your culture it's
0: disgusting yeah really. I, th- I think
2: it is you know and I think there's a lot of animals like that though you know you sort of think oh it's you know whales especially you know that's just they're really, they're
1: super intelligent don't don't kill them yeah yeah we haven't learned anything from them you know what I mean yeah it's just not right, it. isn't you know, it's it. not, not right it's the size of the brain compared to what I had yeah. but
2: it's also then it boils down to as well it's not just they're not just being harmed by that, it's like things were buying from abroad, imports and exports, shipping things, big mm-hmm. shipping containers, yeah. they just, basically they're so big now, they just plough through a whale, oh you know, and they've, they've even found one of these shipping contain- uh, those containers, these big ships, mm-hmm. they found like a whale, sort of impaled and dragged oh. full of that whale,
1: right across the bowels, and we just didn't know it was there. Asked, have you seen that one that's stuck in, s- what's that canal, it's oh, a canal or something? Oh, ship, shipped, yeah, it's ship, yeah, gone, sh- th- He just, completely barricaded it in one yeah. ship is like ship Jesus does. look at the size of it it's it is just mental. fucking massive isn't it you know? yeah. so the,
2: the, these and the course the noise and yeah. the the diesel to get through oh. they get, they've got like swimming pool size sort of like that's the you know, oh. diesel to get through it's just mental oh we're horrible aren't we we're <laughs> <Yeah>. proper horrible <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> but
2: you know I, I think we, there's, there's ways to sort of like sort this out though there is things that can be done and there's yeah. things that people and that's what we need to be doing now we we'll get to that point where we we'll
1: think we're a superior race of some sort yeah, of thing, you know. Let's do it together bit. and stop being t- twats. Yeah, Exactly. Get <laughs> yeah, some solar sails and some silent shipping or something. Yeah. Although you said it years ago, they were like a real. How we're going to bring the Zeppelin back. They were going to do industrial sized yeah. Zeppelins. And that's what, to me, that's what figures. That big like solar powered Zeppelin ship, because they were cargo Zeppelins with these things. Yeah, that's you know? right. I mean, yeah. Huge. Get them back. It's only air, innit? There's no, it's only birds. And stuff yeah, the, un, the only issue you have with airships is uh,
2: actually acquiring helium. Helium's a very rare resource. Ah, do you need helium? Can't yeah, you just use some else? Well, the of uh, the be- the most, af- or the most effective gas is hydrogen. Right. But the problem with hydrogen is, it's have you saw what happened to the Hindenburg? Oh, yeah. It just—it's incredibly volatile and flammable, yeah, you yeah. know. So, but technically, I suppose you could use it. But of course, that's why people aren't interested in airships anymore yeah, because of that one incident. Oh, you yeah, know yeah. Yeah. And it, and they are quite difficult to control as well. Are airships, but you can Funny get the one though
1: <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> big flying sky? Yeah, <laughs> they just like they're bizarre. You don't yeah. see them anymore at all, though, do you? you? Used to see it on one. Yeah, you no, don't now. Like no, but it. there is
2: there is still plans to sort of like use use zeppelins and airships again. You know, oh, there's I there's there's a massive. There's a massive. Well, some of these have plans to make like a luxury sky cruiser, wow. so you could go. You know, like as if you'd go on like a, a, a special cruise. You could yeah, go that, like, yeah. You know, but um, but there is well, there's another lift thing that's occurring at the moment. What we found is they found there's a special thing, that can, like a coating that can put on stuff. Yeah, they've done it with a tiny little piece of material. They've coated it in this material. Uh, this, this It's pretty light, but they've coated it, and it can activate you by putting light on it. It yeah. makes it
0: float.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah, I want to paint choose. shoes. <laughs> 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 Just give me a little torch.
0: <laughs> See ya. <laughs>
2: But what they're saying is that, that because the this will sort of like allow things to float on their own. Wow. There's a chance for using like almost like mini sky drones for sort of like weather, like weather tr- sort of um being up there permanently. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. But I don't know whether they can scale it up to the point where you can actually coat like an airship in it oh to give God extra Lord. lift.
1: That's <coughs> easy,
2: Yeah, but it will be interesting to find out all these yeah, things. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll uh, I'll uh, get the story off. The next week and oh chat right. about yeah, it, You know, know what yeah. I mean. But but in the meantime, um.
1: Let's be kind to
0: whales. Save the whales, man. Save <laughs> the whales. Let's bring it back. Land van mijn dromen, ergens die ver
2: all those sort of chemicals and nasty stuff that we we're sort of like pumping at the ocean and all the all the agro were kind of handing out <laughs> to other <laughs> animals it's we're creating basically what we consider is a toxic environment for everything yeah and, yeah. and us included toxic world yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it so this is a story from i was amazed at this erin brockovich right so oh is it the same lady same lady as the movie wow. yeah and this is for the guardian i didn't know she was still working as a, as a journalist best, you know but i think yeah fair play Great. And, um, and a great headline here for you as well. Plummeting sperm counts and shrinking penises. Ugh.
1: Toxic chemicals threaten humanity. Oh my god, shrinking penises. <laughs> yeah. The little Willie's. I, say, I just managed to pull off the speedo look now. Just managed to look. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, you've got one of your bollocks hanging out. There. Oh, whoa. I'll throw a bloody egg. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's have seen that, I didn't like to
0: mention
1: it. You <laughs> 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 want bright red as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so the, the, it, this is how it goes This one. So let's have a little look at this story so the end of humankind it may be coming sooner than we think thanks to hormone disrupting chemicals that are decimating fertility at an alarming rate around the globe a new book called Countdown by Shanna Swan an environmental and reproductive ep- epidemiologist in Ekan's school of medicine at Mount Sinai in New York Finds that sperm counts have dropped almost 60% since 1973, which is when wow. I was born. So, following the trajectory we are on, Swan's research suggests that sperm counts could reach zero by 2045. Oh, God. that's only 24 years' time. It could be that wow. we're all just totally infertile.
0: Spermless. Yeah. What's happening?
2: So, let that sink in. That would mean no babies no reproduction, no more humans. And, forgive me for asking, but why isn't the UN calling an emergency meeting on this right now? Oh God. So the chemicals to blame for this crisis are found in everything from plastic food containers and food wrapping, to waterproof clothes and fragrances in cleaning products, to soaps and shampoos, to electronics and carpeting. Some of them, called PFAS, are known as forever chemicals, Because they don't break down in the environment or the human body, they just accumulate and accumulate doing more and more damage, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, and now it seems that humanity is reaching breaking point. Oh man, that's terrifying. Yeah. Swan's book is staggering in its findings. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. Oh. So people, and this is back in the day, you know, people, oh. you know. So uh, so in addition to that, Swan finds that on average, a man today will have half of the sperm his grandfather had. What? Wow. And it's not like a collection. Yeah, I mean, a bit of a competition,
0: mean, isn't
1: it? a big, s- <laughs> you know I mean? big wank off? <laughs> Count that! Count that!
2: <laughs> but the current state of reproductive affairs can't continue much longer without threatening human survival, writes Swan. So they're it's, it's saying it's a global existential crisis. And this isn't just hyperbole, this is science. right? Oh. These are facts here. right? As if that wasn't terrifying enough, Swan's research finds that these chemicals aren't just dramatically reducing its semen quality. They are also shrinking penis size and volume of the testes.
1: So, uh, what is it like on new babies or is my willie going to get smaller? No, he's on new babies. Oh, don't, thank don't. goodness. <laughs> but your sperm count might be all love it, shop. Yeah. More, you know, well, I've done my business already. I'm all right. I don't want any more. Get it low. Get it zero. This <laughs> is <laughs> chewing on the plastic bag. <laughs> So is it like directly like making plastics? That? So basically they're building plastic wangers and now my wangers are going to get smaller?
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: weird, isn't it? Oh, no, no, it's, no, it's, not your,
2: it's not your wanger, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, baby. It's the, the humans, yeah, so the oh, kids. babies. Babies, little, little doodles. Oh. Yeah. And this is all over it world, is this? God, it's, it's like weird. It affects the size of your willy. So given everything we know about these chemicals, why isn't more being done? So right now there is a paltry patchwork of inadequate legislations responding to this threat. Laws and regulations vary from country to country, region to region, and in the US, from state to state. The European Union, for example, has restricted several phthalate to in, phthalates called, uh, in toys and set limits on phthalates considered reprotoxic, meaning they harm the human reproductive capacities, and so is pulling these back in mind like in food production. Oh. But uh, the, in the US, the uh, scientific studies found that phthalate exposure is widespread in infants and that the chemicals were found in the urine of babies who oh. came into contact with baby shampoos, lotions, and powders.
1: Oh, the rotten gets are
2: putting out baby products and it's
1: proper affecting them.
2: Well, I think what's happening is these things have just been sort of like. Um, so run at
1: mill, they're just in everything. Yeah,
2: they're just in so much stuff and they just haven't really thought about it, you know? I mean, even i mean, this is another issue. Is all well, what we're talking about with the deregulation of like services in America and stuff like this, and mm-hmm. you know, like um, water and water supplies and stuff like this. Because uh, in the United States today, for example, you can't eat the deer meat caught caught in, uh, in Oscoda, in Michigan, as the health department there issued a do not eat advisory for deer caught near the former Air Force base because of staggeringly high PFOs levels in the muscles of one deer wild animal you can't eat wild animals yeah. or drink the water around these places as well now it's in. residents who live near Luke Air Force Base in Arizona were advised not to drink their water when tests detected high levels of toxic chemicals so it's, it's basically getting into everything and oh these plastics and God. stuff you know and it's like even like the heavy metals which is not the music But yeah, it's yeah. A, and I remember there was an argument about, of a, a, a nutritionist and she was sort of talking about how bad it is and eating all these sort of yeah. things and this. it was on the radio and they were having a row about you shouldn't eat this and shouldn't eat that and she's mainly a pescatarian yeah. and the other person basically said to her so, well you know what about the heavy metals and fish you know you're eating think all this yeah. sort of stuff right? and then this nutritionist went quiet and she said well actually yeah it's it is isn't sure. Basically, and she goes, and i really realised now that um, my memory's terrible now. She says, ah. I've just found big blank spots in my memory because she thinks that the damage is already done. Oh. Because the metals that are building, like mercury and things like this, she's been eating loads of fish thinking she's been healthy. Oh, uh, God, and she hasn't she's poisoned herself, really, She's poisoned she? herself, because she's eaten too much. It's like tuna, you know, the, the recommended um, uh, uh, amount of tuna to eat uh, uh, a week is like once a week. Is tuna. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I would think about a tuna steak, but you know what I mean? But yeah. you're
1: basically on I me, mean, I suppose. Let's face it, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. You should oh be. Oh, my. God. How can we. It's so big, here. Yeah. It? And we're so little, scampering little ants, and we've managed to properly get every corner of it filled with trash and plastic well, and chemicals. Yeah, we've, we've managed mm-hmm. to get. It, especially
2: things like microplastics. And this is. It seemed like, a, you know, the worst thing with microplastics is like, you know, the fleece. The jacket, the fleece, oh, sort of yeah, here. because if you look what it's made of, it's just made of tiny, tiny, microscopic s- strands of material, and they're uh, shedding all the time. Uh, every time you wash your fleece, it just releases tons of these strands in the, the water. System. I think
1: every Christmas. What the fuck is glitter about? Why are we still using glitter? A glitter should be banned. That's a microplastic. It's mental. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. Let's just cover. Let's breathe in loads of plastic. It's just yeah, yeah. absolutely insane.
2: This is just. We, and we need to... We, again. The less stuff we buy. The less big ships come across from other parts of the parts of the world and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, you know what I mean? And that's the thing we need to we need to, to consume so much less than exactly, we're consuming. Okay. But a good law that's been passed, I think it's in the last week or so now, is is I think it's called something like the right to repair.
1: Yeah, and
2: it's now they're going to introduce things like on. Like washing
1: machines and TVs yeah. and things like so you can actually get the back off and have a go at it, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's disgusting that it's so everything's med cheap, just think, oh, yeah, have a TV three, three four years, and you're yeah. happy with that before you bought it like 20 year old TV, you'd have yeah. on it, but now it's just so quickly lifespan of uh, product. Yeah. I like thought we had a microwave for like a year and a half or something. Like, well, you're fucking right, I want more use out of a microwave. Yeah. Alright, I tried m- dry my face mask in it but <laughs> 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 Don't tell yeah, don't tell all that's Jesus Christ it went bloody apeshit. I thought You thought people dried the socks in it and all sorts of so I wet my face you know, washed my face mask a bit damp so I thought oh, I'd pop it in the microwave. Fucking blew up it. I don't want more use out of oh, <laughs> oh, mate, are all sparkling, everything, man. I couldn't switch it off fast enough. There must be metals in it, though. it there must be must metal fiber in it. Because
2: I, I remember once I worked at a restaurant where um, one of the lads was going out on a night out and they had a big industrial microwave <laughs> and, uh, and he put his jeans in it to dry.
1: Oh, <laughs> with metal buttons and <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. And yeah, I could hear all this screaming coming downstairs. I came running down right and I found this this microwave absolutely blazing that's what I mean yeah, six it up, foot it? flame sort oh. of thing it's right? still working it's still whirring away whirring, whirring away like and this friend chef is trying to, trying to turn it off right oh, and the lad whose jeans it wore suddenly comes running up with a bucket of water <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: to throw an electrical fire oh my god and this French guy yeah. <laughs> is just <what> screaming. he's in French thinking oh no he's saying he's be English.
2: that's what he's in oh it would chaos but you know oh what I but it's
1: too bad well if you look at how
2: cheap things like microwaves or washing machines and stuff is because the, the thing that I don't like about all this stuff as well is, is the what I call it's like the user interface yeah. so you know you're, you operate a microwave and they're all different aren't they are all yeah. dog styles weights and things. you don't say oh well I've got this big joint of meat I'm going to cook that for sort of like 27 minutes or yeah, something yeah. nobody does that it Oh, you
1: all you want is a timer. Yeah, on, off, you know what I mean? Yeah, Give that's me minute want. counts, that's it. Just make it really easy yeah. for me to put on but, but, and one. And as well, it's such an essential item in the kitchen, right?
2: Why is it still so rubbish? Why yeah. is it like beep, beep,
1: Yeah, beep? yeah. Why you can't know. you do another chew? Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Why do they yeah. update it? Another, another shit one,
2: alarm clocks. Yeah. Right, everyone uses a phone now, right? The alarm clock business has been caught napping, haven't they? Yeah.
0: Because yeah, yeah. they,
2: they, they're still made of shit materials. Yeah. They're still super cheap, right? Yeah. And every time I bought like an alarm clock and I've got to reset the timer and stuff like you know, get it set. Yeah. It, it sort of goes back to like 1998, you know. What I mean, that's when it starts. Isn't <laughs>
1: like, well, this is this is technology
2: that's just not kept yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. We're still we're not learning from our mistakes. We're still making this shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And an awful way to wake up with any alarm. Yeah. I still haven't found someone that wakes me up calmly rather than having a mild heart attack every yeah. time I go through morning. <laughs> 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 it's awful, isn't it? You know. Going back to the story though, I'm uh, I'm I might be picking at bones a little bit, but it's always something to do with these doodles getting smaller. And that you never hear about like the Mary's getting bigger. You know, this yeah. is the brilliant world. He's making ladies' bit, you know, Massive fannies. Yeah. <laughs> it's always about his doodles, innit? You know what I mean? I want to like are more talk about massive fannies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're big don't know actually uh, yeah there's
0: not
2: much talk about because if it's, if, it's, if it's altering genitalia in some way or another yeah. maybe they are sort of like he's uh, tinkering with annies is they
1: always talk about the Johnsons don't they yeah. more talk about Mary's I'd say well there
2: is obviously talking about the female fertility is also getting screwed up is it? It? Yeah, 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 that's, well that's
1: it I mean, it's, it's now
2: the amount of people I know who basically you know, it's almost like
1: it is a part of everything they're doing when you are having kids they're going for fertility treatment <gasps> you Are joking? He's, like, he's, he's just absolutely prevalent now. I might start selling mine. I'm a one-shot kind of guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Come we do what it's all like, is it? They're not yours. Well, they've all no tails or no, they're all swimming in circles. <laughs> it's like dark <that>
0: grey. <laughs> 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 <So laughs> <it>,
1: What's this? <laughs> smells like whiskey. <laughs> 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 That's just coming straight (laughs) out, you know. Maybe we'll be alright for shots, wouldn't it? (laughs) Straight in. (laughs) (laughs) We've had enough of that talk last week. Come on, (laughs) i feel sick again. (laughs) I Feel sick.
2: Really you see, it's like it's it's not in I suppose it's us all as cons- as consumers that shit like yeah, that. And yeah, is mean? is
1: addicted but, to it. Yeah,
2: but again the b- big issue is it's like with that bloody great big uh, new peer boot thing being built and stuff yeah. like that. Who's it down? Rich people, isn't it? Rich yeah. Rich yeah. people. What what and I think what can we do with rich people? What's what's against walls, string them up <laughs> <laughs> Well there's another thing you can do with it like, with rich people is this is how the cannibals from New Guinea ate the heir to the Rockefellers' fortune, right? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So this is from Peter Prescar for the historyofyesterday.com website, right? That's it. So Michael Clark Rockefeller was the son of a governor of New York and future vice president of the United States, Nelson Rockefeller. Michael was also grand-grandson of John D. Rockefeller one of the wealthiest men of all time, right? He was super wealthy, well-educated, and had a bright future in front of him. However, before young Michael would run for a prestigious political office or expand the family wealth, he went on an adventure. (laughs) 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 And Michael Rockefeller, here's a quote from him. It says, it's the desire to do something adventurous at a time when frontiers, in the real sense of the world, are disappearing. That's what he felt like doing So in spring 1961, Michael visited New Guinea and explored the jungle. He befriended the native Asmat tribes and took lots of photographs, and he wanted to publish his photos in a book. The Asmat people live in southwestern New Guinea. Their entire population is around 70,000 people, and they live in small villages along rivers near the seaside. Pretty cool, isn't it? Headhunting and cannibalism Mm -hmm. were the key parts of the Asmat culture well into the 1990s.
0: What?
2: (laughs) Yep. Now, headhunting in modern terms means the recruitment of new employees. (laughs) (laughs) But in the world of the Asmat people, headhunting meant cutting off and preserving the victim's head. So we've all seen these little heads and stuff, you know. And the Asmat people believed that each death needed to be avenged by headhunting. Uh-huh. even if a person died from disease. Oh. Yeah. So this shows what an aggressive and violent culture we've yeah, yeah. got, these people, you know. Um, so Michael returned to New Guinea in, in November 1961 to collect tribal art for his father's museum in New York. Together with Dutch anthropologist René Wasing, Michael travelled between the villages in a self-built catamaran. And on November the 17th, 1961 the high waves caused the boat to capsize. Michael's two local guides swam to shore to find help. But after two days of waiting on November the 19th, the boat was already deep in the open sea. So consequently, Michael decided to swim to the beach to find help. So the boat would capsize, he held onto it, yeah. the guides swam away to get help, yeah. but catamaran what was left of it was swept out to sea. Oh, Just thinking,
1: you've got to sea on a sinking ship or yeah. head for the beach.
2: Well, Michael Wassing stayed with the boat, right, ah, right. and he was rescued the next day. Oh. But Michael disappeared without a trace, and his family immediately organised an extensive search. And I mean, you can imagine like a Rockefeller missing, they could have followed yeah. a big search, right. So the disappearance of Michael Rockefeller received news coverage across the world. But the rescuers never found his body. Now the different theories about the cause of Michael's death soon surfaced. Some said that sharks ate him and some claimed that he drowned. One of the most possible, probable theories stated that the Asmat cannibals ate the young Because in 1958 Dutch Governor of West Guinea Max Lapre killed five members of the Asmat tribe uh-huh. and he hoped such repressive measures would stop the practice of headhunting. However, the Asmat tribesmen promised revenge on the white tribe. Whoa. And they waited for the opportunity to strike back. And on the November the 19th, 1961, they noticed Michael swimming to the shore. He had swum for 19 kilometres, which is 12 miles he'd swum wow. for, right? And he was exhausted. And they pulled him ashore and killed him with spears. Uh. They cut They cut off his head, cooked it, and ate his brain. They removed his entrails. His legs and arms were then thrown onto the fire and shared as a meal for everyone present. And his bones were used to make daggers, fishing spears, and religious icons.
1: Well, at least didn't waste out. No. Yeah, no, that's it. Waste <laughs> not, what not? Yeah. <laughs> By
2: killing Michael Rockefeller, the Asmat tribesmen avenged the deaths of their fellow tribesmen from three years oh ago. God, I mean, can you
1: imagine that? Just absolutely grim, innit? That, that bit about being so tired. I know you're not going to do much fighting when you get onto the beach, but at least you want a bit of a daughter, don't you? I know. You're just knackered and they just that lazily spearing you up and like <coughs> oh, that. Like, oh, that's it. Oh, fuck. Got horrible here. Uh, How come it's so is it scarce food that the are bang into all eating humans and stuff? You know, no, I think uh, it's like flush with food over there and fish you No, know, it is It's fine is that it's not, it's not actually anything to do with like
2: neat like a necessity yeah, sort of to yeah, eat. It. It's, it's, like it's more a power game. Yeah, power game. Things oh, like that, you know oh, what I yeah. mean? And it's, it's that sort of thing by being absolutely mastery over your enemies, yeah. not only do you have them as, some, you know sometimes you haven't used them as like slaves or slave labour, you yeah. know, like
1: they say they have the power to sacrifice and eat them, like, oh, you it's know. like some power up mushroom in Mario or something yeah. like <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it actually has that effect, but you know I mean. <laughs> in their <eight>. age, <laughs> yeah. maybe, yeah
2: maybe so, it's like I say, it's, if you think about like, humans, we come up with reasons to
1: do all sorts of mad stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? yeah. and, and that way is just one of our things, Gotta get be crazy, aren't we? Basically, yeah. we're proper crazy we're everywhere. Batshit.
0: Ah! Right. With golden, great storm, I never will play the Wild Rover no more. And it's no, nay, never. No, nay, never, no more. Will I play the Wild Rover?
2: No. Well, you can do more with a human body, though, than just uh, have you di- turn them into dinner. <laughs> 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 but um, because this story right is uh, from Cult of Weird, right, which right. is a great little website. I will yeah, get a few stories off there. But it's t- entitled Human Skin Shoes. A Wild West outlaw's weird fate. Ooh. Right. So train robber, big-nosed George Parrot...
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? what an is.
2: ...is the only man in American history to become a fancy pair of human skin shoes after his death. But the details of his morbid but stylish posthumous existence were not revealed until the outlaw's remains were unearthed in a barrel by construction workers in May the 11th, 1950. Big Nose George was an outlaw a member of a gang of thieves who robbed wagons and stole horses in the Powder River co- country of Wyoming and on August 16th 1878 the gang plotted to rob a Union Pacific train by causing it to derail however as seven of the outlaw members hid in the bush waiting for the train to arrive a section crew came along discovered the tampered rail and sent for the law the gang was soon tracked down by two lawmen who they shot killed and dismembered. Oh, right. Some big nose George Pirate don't fanny around, yeah. does he? <laughs> I mean? So outraged, the Union Pacific Railroad doubled their efforts in tracking the murderers and county authorities offered a ten thousand dollar reward for wow, their capture. Oh so messing about either yeah, it? big that's money about that Yeah that's absolutely yeah. It, that's a fat roll of, of, of wad, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> so several members of the gang were caught and put to death. Dutch Charlie was the first to be apprehended in 1879. (laughs) I want a name like these guys. Yeah. However, while being transported to his trial, an angry mob in Carbon, a town called Carbon, can you imagine that, dragged him off the train and hanged him from a telephone pole. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's it. Lynch mob. Lynch mob, that's it. So Big Nose George was apprehended in Miles City, Montana in July 1880 after drunkenly boasting of the attempted train robbery. He was found guilty and sentenced to hang on April 2, 1881, in the Rawlings, Wyoming. However, an escape attempt on March 22 sped up the process. A mob of over 200 angry townfolk strung George Parrot up, and after two botched attempts, oh, successfully killed him at the end of the rope.
1: Scope of Botch oh.
2: Several hours passed before the Undertaker cut George down and nailed him into his pinewood box. According to a book called The Legend of big Nose George, it said, the nose of the dead man was so large that it interfered with the lid of the coffin An excess pressure had to be exerted to close it and nail it down. My God, how big's his hooter? Uh? Come on, do you want a schnozzy he's got? <laughs> So with no family to claim the corpse, it was taken into possession by Dr. Thomas McGee and John Osborne in order to study his brain. <laughs> Osborne's wife was criminally insane, right? right? And he hoped that by studying the brain of a criminal, he would discover the cure for his wife. Oh, man. So that's something we're going to have to look into. Oh, that, well, you there's know. a story there. <laughs> yeah. So with 15-year-old assistant Lillian Heath on hand, the doctors cut into the George's head. After crudely removing the skullcap, they examined the brain and found no marked differences between George's brain and a normal one. That is when Osborne took a turn into the bazaar. He began by making a death mask of George's face with plaster of Paris. The mask lacked Black's ears because George's ears were worn off as he struggled at the end of the rope.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh worn off. you more. wore your
1: ears off struggling on rot. rope. That is
2: sick. It's absolutely horrible, isn't it? (laughs) What? Osborne then removed the skin from George's chest and thighs, including his nipples, which he sent off to a tannery with the instruction to make a medicine bag and a pair of shoes. Though disappointed that George's nipples had not been used, Osborne still wore his new
0: shoes proudly.
2: The doctor continued his experiments and dissection for a year, keeping George in a whiskey barrel with a salt solution. Oh man, this doctor's a nutter. Never mind his wife. (laughs) So when he was finished, the remains were buried in the yard behind Dr. McGee's office. The skull cap was given to Miss Heath. That's Lillian Heath, who's the assistant. 15 year old assistant. She got top at nut. (laughs) and And she went on to become the first female doctor in the state of Wyoming. Over the years, she used it as an ashtray and a doorstop in her a office. A doorstop? How oh big was God. this No. It was this piece that was used to identify the remains in 1950, followed by DNA testing. Oh, it just fit on, baby. Yeah? Yeah. Though in her 80s, Lillian Heath was still alive and <laughs> still in possession of George's skull cap and Osborne became the first democratic governor in Wyoming
0: Wow! that's
2: the guy who had all this yeah the nutter yeah. he's said to have worn his special shoes at his inaugural ball in 1893 and he later became the assistant secretary of state under President Wilson big nosed George's death mask skull and the shoes made of his skin are now the star attraction at the Carbon County Museum in Rawlings, Wyoming along with the shoes he wore to his lynching and other artefacts. The skull skullcap resides at the Union Pacific Museum in Council on Bluffs, Iowa, and the rest of Parrot's remains were secretly buried in an unknown location. The medicine bag has never been found.
1: Oh, he's a poorly man, that doctor. Want eat nipples? What are you going mean, to do with them? We, we, we can bum out on end. You yeah, right right nipple. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a look at the shoes? Oh, yes, please. There you go. Oh, wait a minute. All I can see is his schnoz. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners, but there's a picture of a parrot on here. Yeah, big nose, George Parrot. Yeah, like he's got right hooter on him, hasn't he? Wow, not ah. Woof. And that's oh, what? that's the barrel
2: there where oh, it was, that yeah. was dug up. You see, that was the, the whiskey that's barrel. Peaceful, and yeah. and then oh, look at them!
1: Shoot, they're not bad at a It's like two tone. Yeah,
2: they're a bit dapper out them. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean,
1: so it's like you know, quite fancy lads. But to think they made a human skin—that's oh, you know. wrong. Oh, knows what he means about the nipple. Now he wouldn't. Have <laughs> <laughs> It'd <been> like a <laughs> <your laughs> final touch. <laughs> It'd be like a tasteful little touch, wouldn't it? <laughs> right on. <laughs> right, on <laughs> <little nip-nip laughs> right on end. <laughs> but what, at what point do you think to yourself, oh, why didn't you make you use of the
2: nipples? We uh, I mean, would whoever made those shoes, I was thinking, "Fucking, oh, this is absolutely." Yeah, them. yeah. You're no, I'm
1: not using that nipple. Throws it to dog. <laughs> yeah, oh, a <laughs> <that> big one. A <laughs> big burger nipple. Is like mine? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we just just do different things just with the nipples. <laughs> like a little hat. <laughs> a little hat for a mouse. <laughs> Be <even> bigger. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> little <nipple> dog hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time here at Cracker Cove now mate. Is it, to be honest, I'm pleased for once because I'm actually getting blisters because of all this sunlight on my yeah, belly. Look at me, yeah. <laughs> I'm purple now, not just red. It must be about 12 degrees out here. I, I can see, see. But it's am it? it <laughs> loving it.
2: <laughs> but, oh. oh, look over there, look
1: over there. He's uh, oh. starting, the corralling, <laughs> they're all the same. Oh, oh look at the dolphins, are absolutely giving them a knacking. <laughs> going to happen, I've got to say, 25 attempts or whatever it is now, 12 attempts at a appeared, it's never happened yet. Oh, it's oh, going into oh, the it's, it's going into <laughs> <way. laughs> the sea. The dolphins are absolutely <laughs> rejoicing. <It's going> to... <laughs> Machinery and everything, lovely. I oh, like it we've got curved back to should yes. it's original st- state, you know. Oh, and the quiet comes back as well. Lovely stuff. Well done. They the, the turn a good trick sometimes, though, the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, like, being out the beach like this for us, it's almost like a bit of an holiday, It That's is, I, really I always think, feel like know. that, yeah. yeah. So why,
2: why don't we follow on somebody else who went on holiday? Ooh, that could be quite good fun. And this is the bizarre tale of the world's last lost tourists. <laughs> Who thought Maine was San Francisco? Oh, all right. right? Uh, and this is from uh, Andrew Chamings or Chammings for, for sfgate.com. So I think it's San Francisco Gate. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, makes sense. So, in 1977, a 49 year old German brewery worker, Irvin Kreutz, blew his life savings on his first flight ever, right? Oh, wow. A once in a lifetime birthday trip to San Francisco. He'd seen it on TV and he wanted to visit the Wild West. And as the World Airways flight from Frankfurt stopped to refuel in a small airport in Bangor, Maine, before continuing on to California, an air stewardess who had finished her shift told Croiz to have a nice time in San Francisco. Her choice of words would change Kreutz's life. (laughs) Kreutz, who typically enjoyed drinking 17 beers a day, (laughs) was a little groggy. And on hearing this, he grabbed his suitcase, got off the plane, went through customs, Aww. jumped in a cab and asked the driver to take him into the city. And he wandered banger for three days, enjoying the sights and sounds of, that Maine had to offer. Unfortunately, Kreutz thought he was in San Francisco
1: <laughs> I love a good drunk <laughs> story like you just got a bag you're alone and you're drunk yeah, that's, that's basically yeah. what's
2: happened to him so within a week Kreutz became an international celebrity and he made the Today Show and Time Magazine and he was handed the keys to San Francisco he became a folk hero as the world's last lost tourist
1: oh it is
2: Outside of a day trip over the border to Switzerland one time, Kreutz had never stepped foot outside of Germany, let alone boarded an airplane. And he spoke only German, and lived in a small Bavarian village near Augsburg, working in a local brewery. <laughs> his trip in October 1977 was a big one, and Kreutz was understandably eager to see the famous hilly city from the glossy travel magazines with his own eyes. Now, most of us have stepped off a bus or train at the wrong stop, and an embarrassing and annoying moment involves a quick check on your phone to figure out how to get back to your intended destination. But what if a friendly face just told you that that train stop was the right one and all the signs were indecipherable, and cell phones didn't exist, and you were three sheets to the wind? (laughs) (laughs) So once he got through Customs Airport, that were it, He he, he didn't stop believing for three very strange days. So the cab dropped Kreutz in downtown Bangor, where he checked into the Bangor House Hotel, walked the streets a bit, and found a tavern to quench his almighty thirst. <laughs> and at one point, Kreutz was reassured by the sight of two Chinese restaurants in the town. Something in you was in San Francisco from the movies, yeah. so he thought he'd found Chinatown Aww. just because he found two restaurants.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he it, 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 it saw the, the, the rusted green bridge that links Bangor to the neighboring Brewer was uh, clearly not the Golden Gate, but. Kreutz carried on regardless. He did put two and two together, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he did uh, flag a cab at one point. He says, can you take me to downtown San Francisco? Yeah. But the, the cab just tore off because he thought it was another. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, Kreutz eventually returned to the bar, as yeah. is his wont. you know what I mean? <laughs> and he was suddenly a little bit unsure of himself and tried to get some help from a waitress. But the language barrier was too wide and she put him in contact with a neighbour named Gertrude Romine. A Czechoslovakian immigrant who spoke German. Sweet. So it was so funny, recalled Romine, who was the first to make Kreutz aware of his monumental error. He couldn't speak any English and and didn't know. He knew there were hills around San Francisco, and when he saw the hills around Bangor, he just figured he was in the right area. (laughs) Oh, dear, no, but... So, uh, uh, Ramin and her family took Kreutz into their home, uh, and the word spread of the lost tourist first to the Bangor Daily News, then nationally, then the world. <laughs> so, within days, Kreutz became an honorary member of the te- of the Penobscot Indian Nation. Right? <laughs> he had a folk song written about him. He was thrown a fiftieth birthday party, and was visited by the governor of Maine. <laughs> He was even gifted an acre of scrubland in northern Maine as an act of oh goodwill. Oh, man, I love stuff like yeah. The Bangor Daily News compared him somewhat lovely to the town seal, whom Kreutz kissed for an auto <laughs> of the
1: Kissed a seal yeah. all pissed off at that Yeah, got Andre the Seal.
2: <laughs> Our local paper
1: wrote, Irving Kroitz
2: met Andre the Seal Thursday morning. They must have had a lot to talk about because they have a great deal in common. Neither speaks a word of English. Each ranks amongst the great communicators of our time. Both are media events of the first order. Just what is Mr. Kreutz thinking about as he says all those nice things about Bangor? Uh-huh. Is it possible for a man to be nice to everyone he meets? <laughs> so is he says a report surfaced, uh, started surfacing that a San Francisco newspaper might pay for Kreutz to fly out to his initial destination. But some Bangor residents claimed him as their own, like a drunk child
1: in a custody battle. (laughs) 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 He's too much for We keeping him. (laughs) So during a trip to the local jail
2: in Maine, where Kreutz was ushered through the cells and met the inmates, in in brackets, he had requested to see an American jail and no one could apparently say no to the big-hearted German. The warden told the press he was tickled to death He wanted to stay right here in Bangor. He doesn't want to go to San Francisco. Right. (laughs) The San Francisco Examiner did indeed foot the bill for Kreutz to extend his vacation and finally head out west. And when he arrived there, he was treated like a visiting dignitary, right? Good. He was met by the mayor, George Moscone, half an hour before the mayor met Prince Charles.
1: So he went to <laughs> yeah. just see him first. Yeah. Right? You wait, Charlie, boy. Yeah. With your massive fingers.
2: It was Moscone who Kreutz told about his 17 beers a day diet, to which the alleged heavy drinking mayor replied, Well, that beats me. <laughs> <laughs> On his whirlwind tour of the city, Kreutz took a cable car, was plied with gifts and three marriage proposals, and even became an honorary member of the Wong Family Association at the Empress of China restaurant in Chinatown. People love this sort of stuff, man. (laughs) Kreutz also did the most San Francisco of activities by attending a rodeo at Cow Palace. (laughs) Watch his face when he sees it. <laughs> there, he was given a white cowboy hat to compliment the headdress he was gifted in Maine because of the Indian nation And he got a standing ovation in the middle of the ring. Oh, rain. I love it. Word had spread across the world of Kreutz's journey. Time magazine ran a story as he was still in San Francisco on Germany's exceptional jet age odyssey. On NBC's Today show, Tom Brokaw complimented the town of Bangor on their loving treatment of the lost German and celebrated his time in San Francisco. Word had got back to West Germany too where magazine Stern and Der Spiegel told his story. <laughs> in San Francisco it was a feel-good story at a time when the city, reeling from a crime wave and serial killers, kidnappings and emboldened cult leaders, it, it just needed to feel yeah, good. And this it. is what did it. So the roly-poly Kreutz was welcomed <laughs> to the city by Mayor Moscow, who re- represented him with a proclamation declaring that San Francisco does, in fact, exist. <laughs> <laughs> and Time Magazine wrote the ruddy faced bachelor finally did get to see the Golden Gate by all accounts but he's left his heart in downtown Bangor
1: oh did he miss it he missed it oh he wasn't going back to the ceiling yeah but Kreutz was soon due
2: back at the work brewery and after four days in San Francisco he boarded a flight back home brandishing a a sign that read please let me off in Frankfurt (laughs) 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 Despite his apparent childlike misunderstanding of the world and maps, Kreutz proved to be masterful with the press, telling reporters at his arrival at Frankfurt Airport, If Kennedy can say Ich bin ein, ein Berliner, then I can say I am a Bangor.
1: Oh, uh, man, that's it. It's just amazing, isn't it?
2: But unfortunately, Kreutz wasn't able to turn his 15 minutes of international celebrity fame into a career, though not for want of trying. One year after his initial visit, he returned to Bangor for a two-week trip. The returning German son of Bangor was welcomed back to the city and given the honour of opening a shopping mall (laughs) and visited with the friends he had made the year before. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe sensing trouble at home, Kreutz told his friend Ralph Kaufman, who was hosting the German, I don't care if I ever go back to Germany. Now, Kreutz had reason to not want to go home, as he returned to find his employers, Charlotte Breweries, had fired him! Oh,
1: no! They
2: claimed the dismissal was due to Kreutz spending the height of Oktoberfest, the company's peak season, on a jolly in
1: America. Oh, I could have told him before he left. I know.
2: But according to Kreutz, the beer makers were trying to make money off his image and fame, and so he'd asked for more money. Uh. And when they denied that request, he told a TV reporter he drank a competitor's beer. That's what his favourite drink yeah. wasn't the one he made. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he was unceremoniously fired. Oh, bless him, man. He's going downhill. Yeah. And in 1979, Croy's made one last attempt to live out his life in Bangor. But this time there were no headdresses, parties or seals to kiss, and he was met with little fanfare. He was offered only a minimum wage of a janitorial job at the mall he had opened the previous oh. year. And he graciously turned it down and returned to Germany for the last time. And Kreutz didn't get a statue in Bangor. There aren't even any punk bands named after him, which seems like a (laughs) (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah. But even after being dumped from the bright limelight of celebrity, Kreutz was gracious until the end, and repeatedly thanked the people of Bangor for their hospitality and his wild ride. (laughs) And he said... um, I have a very warm feeling for America. I will never forget this until the day I die," Kreutz said in 1977. And researching this story deep into the newspaper archives, it was hard to find out where and when our traveller finally did leave this earth. that was just a little bit too big for him. But it doesn't really matter. Folk heroes don't die. Yeah, well. And instead we can end on a woman named Belinda Michaud's distant interaction with Kreutz. As the tax collector of a small town of St. Francis, Maine, Michaud was responsible for collecting property dues on the acre of land gifted to Kreutz in the north of the state. The plot of brushland between state route 6161 and an old railroad track was a small piece of American soil Kreutz could always call his own. While most of the folk in Bangor who befriended Kreutz in 1977 lost touch with him after his final visit to the town in 1979, the tax payments kept coming on the land that still hasn't been built on to this day. He pays every year. Ah! Uh-huh. Michaud said years later, "I send out the bill to his address in the West German town of Adelsried every year, and a few months later, I get a money order from him, and it's in an American currency. Wow. I don't get a note or a letter, but I hear he doesn't speak
1: English anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what a character man. Have you ever <laughs> done it though? I've done it a few times to fly. Like
2: <laughs> well, my worst one is I get on the wrong train all the time. Ah, right. I can remember one time I thought well, i was on my way to Sheffield yeah. and I'm sat there thinking, I oh, can't wait to get to Sheffield, this is going to be really good, you know, good trip there and then I realise everyone's got buckets and spades oh, <laughs> and they're off to Blackpool. Oh, right. It's a
1: gut-wrenching <laughs> feeling isn't it? Worst than <laughs> I ever like in Thailand, or I thought of doing right like, well island hopping and I thought I want to go to a place called Crabby, which is like south, um, and we on this island. it was just ties, and I'm to get the word for Crabby Pier. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm saying it to this little fishy, like boat taxi thing. You know, people getting on. And, you know, Crabby Pier. And like, yeah, Crabby Pier. You know, tie. We both have got on it, and that massive backpack and stuff. Got got off of this pier. Bloody, yeah. This must be like a massive town. Is Crabby yeah. Pier? You know where I get on. it It's supposed to be huge. At this shit Pier. I mean, really. Yeah. my Pier was just one like hut shop on it. I got off going, like, fucking, where am I? And I went to the shop and bought a pack of fags and that. And I'm like, oh, man, where am I? And they're like, all cars are going one way. I thought, the must be further down this road, you know what yeah. I mean? And there was nothing, no one there, nothing else to do. So I just set off walking and that. Walking about an hour and a half and I'm boiled, you know what I mean? Yeah. why didn't I get a bottle of water at that shop? I just got a pack of fag. I went into me water bottle and I thought, oh no, I filled it up full of Jack Daniels before I set I'm sleeping Jack Daniels. Just going to <laughs> get a bit of, course, of wet it's, in me mouth. i drinking a The snakes coming out of fucking Scrubland and everything. They just rode with just no cars and nothing. I've just, I just got to keep walking here, you know, until oh, no. it cools down at night and just have one long march you, you know what I mean? Um, and then this bus just they, I mean, there were fucking hundreds of people on this bus, it just went bap and it's on it and yeah. time, get on you you know, he was yeah. get on but he's like, you No, go, get on you, on, on, you. crazy bastard, do you? And it was packed and there was just like this one bit of running board outside the, on of the bus so I had to cling on with this massive pack. And this woman next to me was just holding these humongous fish,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: about three inches fish. You know, three inches of from These fish for about an hour. Again, you're just know, going down this road. Then I got to Crabby, I was like, Oh, thank God, I'm alive. <laughs> when I got peace, <laughs> <laughs> of course he <you> did. <laughs> <don't yeah. that. laughs> Well, there you go,
2: you're a little bit, you've got something in in uh, in common there with uh, <laughs> Irving Kreutz. Oh, he sounds literally. such a lovely
1: man. Though. I love the the explosion of him. It's such a sad that it ends, but what I hear is still still keep paying his taxes. Still paying, he
2: yeah, that's it. Well, he had his 15 minutes of fame, he yeah, had his little yeah. bit of a thing, and
1: a bit of a dream, thinking, "Oh, I'll, I'll retire out there, you know, I'll go and retire as some witch seal, and that'll be you happy." Know, he might pop back, my boy. Oh, because yeah. that's such a lo- lovely yeah, story with yeah. that. <laughs> and just when it comes to, but we just screwed up the earth so much with the stories. To that story, then you get there, you think all oh, them people making a fuss and just yeah. make, you know partying with it. That's the best of humans, isn't yeah. It? That that that's the do proof that. is we can do it if we want to, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little bit doing. more of that loving, and it'd be a lovely world, yeah. <laughs> 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 right, then, guys, on that note, I think it's time for me and Benny to say goodbye.
2: But remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with email at crack and cove at gmail.com, at twitter at crack and cove, and on Instagram at crack and cove and he always like to say before, I'll tap it in the Facebook if you really want to get something of it, go in there and right. just put Kraken Cove in there, you can find us. Right. So, anyway, it's only time for me to say a big goodbye from Matt. There's a bigger bye
1: bye from Benny. Take care, guys. See ya. <laughs> there are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove.
2: Either by email at Kraken Cove Podcast at gmail.com or
0: Twitter, at Cove or Instagram, at KrakenCovePod, ha ha!